Jesus is sure the best thing I ever found. Amen. You too? Well, right back to John chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Let's read them again. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. A pastor grew very discouraged in the apparent fruitlessness of the work that God had him in. So he was in the church building one day and he, he walked up to the, to the loft in that New England sanctuary of a, of a church and, and he sat there and and, and he was pretty low in spirits, and he, he thought if I, if I were an unsaved man, I'd, I'd probably just tip over right out of this loft. But instead, he turned to the Lord about his burden, and he poured out his heart to God right then and there. And he had such an experience with the Lord that he started writing down the things that he was saying in prayer to the Lord, and then some. And the words to his prayer ended up becoming one of the most powerful hymns that, have ever been, that has ever been sung in different, different parts of the world. And the words, a few words of it say, says, O Master, let me walk with thee in lowly paths of service free. Tell me thy secret, help me bear the strains of toil, the fret of care. In doing what, what I believe the Lord's leading me to do here, to go to the same passage over and over, I don't want to say the same thing over and over, but then again I do. Uh, in some ways, because the Bible is repetitious, and and we need repetition, and and so we tried to focus on the branch in relation to the vine this morning, and that's where all of this started with me and the Lord and the passion He gave me that we might be encouraged by the clear supply that we are told about with Jesus being the vine and us being the branches. And that we also might be directed to Jesus 
as the source of all of our supply. And we will not wander and in a sleepy way go off elsewhere for some kind of supply that we need for this supernatural life that we have in Jesus Christ. And so the branch needs the vine. Tonight, I'm I'm going to try to talk about fruit. We see fruit here in this verse. Actually, the context of what's being said here is about fruitfulness. And so we're going to try to focus on the fruit that the branch bears. God bless that, that old New England pastor that was... Maybe he, was, maybe he was fruitful, he just wasn't seeing the results of it. But God bless him for being so burdened and sensitive at the thought of not being fruitful, possibly, for the Lord. That, that should burden every single one of us at the thought of not being fruitful for the Lord. The fruit that the branch bears. But how about... How about him being burdened about it, going to the Lord, and the Lord made him so fruitful with with writing out that prayer that, that became a hymn that blessed so many hearts. There's the vine, there's the husbandman, there's the branch, and then there's the fruit, the fruit. What do we find in this passage of Scripture? What can we talk about and learn concerning the fruit? It's not going to take long tonight. Don't blink. My wife said, I don't believe it, but it's not going to take long tonight. As we look at the fruit, we're not going into more fruit and much fruit yet, but we're going to look at the fruit. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit. We're going to look at the fruit. The branch is to bear fruit. The vine is the glory of the husbandman. God the Son is the glory of God the Father. The branch is the glory of the vine. And then the fruit is the glory of the branch. There's no glory if there's no fruit. There's no worth if there's no fruit. If there is going to be no fruit in the child of God on this earth, why is the child of God here? Our purpose is to bear fruit. And if we're not fulfilling our purpose, there are consequences for not doing so. There there are built-in consequences for not bearing fruit. Just the thought of that preacher being so sensitive to the possibility that he wasn't bearing fruit even though he was in the work. I mean, that made him miserable within. There's misery in knowing our purpose and not fulfilling it. The husbandman, God the Father shares the life of the vine, God the Son, with the branches so that we can bear 
His fruit. The branches do not bear fruit for selfish reasons. It's, it's not about us. It's not for us. We're not fruit bearers for ourselves. We're fruit bearers for the owner of the vineyard, for the Lord and for His glory. You know, think, think about how the fruit is gathered from the branches off of the vine, and, and the fruit is taken away. We don't keep the fruit. The fruit's taken away so that we might bear more fruit then. Continue moving forward in fruit bearing. What we receive from the vine, this bountiful supply, all the supply that we need, what we receive from the vine is for fruit bearing. That's what it's for. And when I say fruit, and when I say fruit bearing, I'm assuming everyone knows this, and I'm sure I'm right that everyone knows this, but I'm talking about the things that that we get to do in service to the Lord. Those, those good works, those good deeds, those things that are going to be rewards in heaven, the, 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 the precious stones, the things that are going to be refined in the fire and, and they're going to come out as reward in heaven. Not the wood, hay, and stubble. Not those things that, that are going to burn up. They, they were works that were done and they were for the wrong motive and, and in the wrong way. It wasn't for God's glory. God didn't approve of those things and they burned away. But, but, the, but the things that we do for the glory of God, fruit bearing, showing and making known Jesus Christ from our lives, by our lives that we live, we have a purpose to bear fruit. What we receive from the vine is for fruit-bearing. Christians may sincerely be trying to be the branch. I mean, we, 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 ha- we, we know in an extent what we're to be doing, and, and, and there is such a focus sometimes on what we're doing. But how about what we're doing and the results? Of what we do. The results are not our responsibility, but we want to be very sensitive that our lives are lived in such a way, and we're doing all that we're doing, that the Lord might use it, and that there might be fruit that comes about as a result. When it's not apparent and we don't see it, we remain faithful, which is going to be part of the talk in a little while, but but we, we do what we do for the sake of some results that the Lord wants to bring forth. And we need to be sensitive about that. You know, the Christians miss the mark if we're trying to, to be the branch. Okay, Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. But, you know... Just, just kind of daily talk and daily thought of life. What do we get caught up in sometimes? 
We get caught up in our prayer requests being answered. We get caught up in how our prayer requests are going to be answered. We get caught up in a rough day that we're having. We get caught up in a rough week when work is extra difficult. You know, we get a little discouraged with that. We ask the Lord if He'll help out, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's going to remain that day. And, and, and can we just get caught up in, in different things so much that that we're thinking about the vine, Jesus Christ. Okay, we the children of God are the branches. We are to be bearing fruit. Let us not get caught up in things so much that we don't get there, that we have a lack of realization of our purpose of fruit bearing. It's important that we know this purpose. I know our ultimate purpose is to glorify God. We glorify God through fruit bearing. It's important to know that. Without making that connection, look, there can be effort, there can be prayer, there can be meditation, and, and, and yet there can be failure. And, and we wonder why that there's failure taking place. Well, for this reason... We're, we're leaving out or we're missing or we're overlooking that we are saved and we are left here on this earth for a short time. And the reason is that we might bear fruit through the difficulties and however the prayer requests are answered. Our purpose is to bear fruit on the, on the mountaintop in the valley. It's bearing fruit that is our constant purpose in life. Jesus supplies the branches so that the branches can bear fruit, can do things that bring glory to God. It's going to bring reward to you in heaven. It's going to bring glory to God. It's going to be the difference in souls being saved or not. You've heard the name Darren D. Good from my mouth before. Because it was the fruit bearer. It wasn't a direct witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ yet. It was the fruit bearing from his life that I was looking at as a lost man and saying, What is that? Why is that guy so joyful? And, and what is it about him? He's my age and he's different from anybody my age I've pretty much ever been around all of my life. It was fruit bearing from his life. It was, it, was, it was visible. I didn't know what I was seeing, but it was the fruit in his life, and it was vis- visible. It's a matter of life and death for man that we would bear fruit for the Lord. It's an unchangeable law for the fruit bearer. Christ spoke the truth to lost and dying men. Christ lived righteousness before lost and dying men. And now we are to do the same. When I started this, this past Wednesday night, I talked about 2 Corinthians 5, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, and hath committed unto us now the word of reconciliation. We're to do the same 
as what Jesus was doing. That's our purpose as branches exclusively. And it's a serious service. It's serious business. It's high on priority in the Christian's life. I mean, the Scripture says here, every branch that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Fruit bearing some serious business for the Christian. It's to be at the top of the list. And by the way, as I say, every branch that beareth fruit, beareth not fruit, he taketh away. That doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means. The context is not salvation in this. The context is fruit bearing for the Christian. It's not salvation. So it doesn't mean what people think it means. It means what we think it means. And this comes way too low in priority in many Christians' lives, though. Fruit bearing for the Lord. It's, it's, it's just low. Salvation may be first, but second, is, for many, is family. The responsibility of work. The responsibility of business. Truth be known, even some entertainment's thrown in there. And then if we have some time left over, we'll, we'll do some fruit bearing. That, that seems to be the case for a lot of Christians in this world. Fruit bearing, again, has everything to do with dying men being saved. So this is an unacceptable order. We are a branch so that the fruit we bear will attract dying men to be saved. Look, our families, our responsibilities in business, our jobs, those very important things in our lives, we will find ourselves being able to take better care of those things, better care of our families, better care of those other responsibilities, by fruit bearing coming before these things. Jesus says, you bear fruit for me. And don't you know that He can make things work out with family when we follow His order? He can make things work out with the job when we follow His order? Our first aim every morning. What should our first aim be every morning when we wake up? To know what our purpose for Jesus Christ is for the day. That we might ask Him that. That we might wake up with a blank page and say, Lord, fill my page today. Fruit bearing is going to be first when we start thinking like God and get in line with God in the way He thinks. Then along with us as, as being a branch... And then this fruit bearing, we're going to be marked by it. I, th- I think back again of, of Darren, this fellow I was watching. We're going to be marked by it, and it's going to make the difference of dying men being able to live. I, I want to read this story and inject it in here. It, there, there was a chaplain of the United States Senate, and he, he loved to tell this story of the keeper of the spring, a quiet forest dweller 
who lived high above an Austrian village along the eastern slopes of the Alps. The old gentleman had been hired by a young town council to clear away the debris from the pools of water in the mountain crevices that fed the lovely spring flowing through their town. With faithful, silent regularity, he patrolled the hills, removing the leaves and branches, and wiped away the silt that would otherwise choke and contaminate the fresh flow of water. By and by, the village became a popular attraction for vacationers. Graceful swans floated along the crystal clear spring. The mill wheels of various businesses located near the water turned day and night. Farmlands were naturally irrigated and the view from restaurants was picturesque beyond description. Years passed. One evening the town council met for its semi-annual meeting. As they reviewed the budget, one man's eye caught the salary figure being paid to the obscure keeper of the spring. Said the, said the keeper of the purse, who is the old man? Why do we keep him year after year? No one ever sees him. For all we know, the strange ranger of the hills is doing us no good. He isn't necessarily, he isn't necessary any longer. By unanimous vote, they dispensed with the old man's services. For several weeks, nothing changed. By early autumn, the trees began to shed their leaves. Small branches snapped off and fell into the pools, hindering the rushing flow of sparkling water. One afternoon, someone noticed a slight yellowish-brown tint in the spring. A couple of days later, the water was much darker. Within another week, a slimy film covered sections of the water along the banks and a foul odor was soon detected. The mill wheels moved slower. Some finally ground to a halt. Swans left, as did the tourists. Clammy fingers of disease and sickness reached deeply into the village. They... They got rid of a fruit bearer, if you will, and the town died. With no fruit bearing from our lives, it means that dying men won't be saved. Simply by a lack of fruit bearing in the Christian's life, we will be marked by the bearing the fruit of the vine so that people may live and not die. And we can have the complete confidence that there is success in this with God as our husbandman, Jesus as our vine, and us being the branch. The Lord will make us fruitful. He gives the increase. And, and, and along with the lines of fruitfulness here, I thought about how faithfulness goes along with that. We want to be fruitful. And so let's interject a thought of faithfulness tonight. I'd like to read something that Vance Havner wrote, so, so don't wear your feelings on your sleeve as I read Vance Havner. He was a straight shooter. And, and a talk on faithfulness, Vance Havner said, God is faithful... And he expects his people to be faithful. 
God's Word speaks of faithful servants, faithful in a few things, faithful in the least, faithful in the Lord, and it all points up to that day for Him to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He goes on to say, What terrible times we have in our churches trying to keep people faithful in attendance and fruitful. How we reward and picnic and coax and tantalize church members into doing things they don't want to do, but which they would do if they loved God. The only service that counts is faithful service. True faith shows up in faithfulness. Not everyone can be fruitful in every area. Only some can sing. Only some can preach. But all can be faithful. Let us be faithful to, back to this morning, be the branch and the Lord bring forth the fruit in our lives. You know, anyone can be faithful. Any Christian can be faithful. So let's be encouraged as we start to close with understanding that every Christian can be fruitful. I... I think of my own testimony when I was first saved, other Christians' testimonies who I've shared with and talked to, and so many Christians have to, have to fight the idea that they don't have special ability and that there's nothing that they can do for the Lord. I hear you. I hear you tonight, Brother Kenneth, talking about being fruitful for the Lord, but I just don't know what I can do. I don't think there's anything for me to do. A hymn writer wrote a book, and the title of the book is Kept for the Master's Use. And and I'm not giving it as a reference. I I didn't research it or anything, but, but I found a good word that they wrote here. And a portion of the, the word says, Of ourselves, we may have but little weight, no particular talents or position or anything else to put into the scale. But let, but let us remember that again and again, God has shown that the influence of a very average, of a very average life when once really consecrated to Him, may outweigh almost that of any number of of professing Christians. Such lives are like Gideon's 300, carrying not even the ordinary weapons of war, but only trumpets and lamps and empty pitchers, by whom the Lord wrought great deliverance, while he did not use the others at all. For he, and this is from Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 1, for he hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Every Christian is called to bear fruit. Therefore, every Christian can bear fruit. The Lord has not called us to do anything that He will not enable us to do. Every Christian can bear fruit for the Lord. And it's the purpose of all of us. Let us learn that this is our purpose for being here. To glorify God and, and, and 
part of glorifying God is going to be bearing fruit. Our, our union with Jesus Christ is what's going to bring about fruit from all of our lives. Let, let us consider the importance of what Jesus is saying here. Let us consider our purpose. When we get caught up in the everyday concerns that try to consume us, that cause us to forget about this purpose of ours, let us come back to what Jesus has said and realize that we have a purpose that we might fulfill in Him. And so, I don't know what the Lord may be doing on your heart tonight. We're going to have a time of invitation. It's scriptural to do so after the Word of God. It's a time where the Word of God has worked on your heart, and, and it may be something unrelated to the message. It may be a fruitfulness that you know the Lord wants to show through your life towards someone else. Someone else will come to your mind right now. They are on your weekly path. And, and, and God wants to, to show Himself through you. And, and He wants to bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit through you in someone else's life. So let us pray and let us obey God tonight and do business with Him as He would have us to. Father God in heaven, Lord of glory, we come before you tonight. You, you are the lily of the valley, dear God. We praise you for your son. We thank you for your word. We thank you for, for the truth, Lord. And, and I pray that you help us if we go back here time and time again to these same scriptures, Lord. Give us understanding of it. May it, may it run through our veins, Lord. And, and may it consume us that we might realize that you are our source, that our supply is in you. And dear God, you have brought such great emphasis on the fact that our purpose is to be bearing fruit for you here until you take us home to heaven. Lord, we thank you for the heavenly vine, for the encouragement that we can bear fruit. Every single child of God can do so. And I pray you encourage everyone's heart tonight that you lift them up, that, that we can bear one another's burdens, and most importantly, that, that we know that you're bearing our burdens, casting all our care upon you because you care for us, Lord. We love you tonight. We thank you for first loving us. Lord, if there's someone here who doesn't have a loving relationship with you, we pray that they might know your love, your love that you showed on the cross at Calvary, and how that Jesus Christ died for our sins there, was buried and raised again. Lord, if there's anyone here who has never received the free gift of salvation, dear God, may they drink of the water freely. May they come and trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior and, and know Him and the forgiveness of sins and a home in heaven. Lord, we pray these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.